Thank you for joining us today at Revolution 22. We are a church in downtown Boise, Idaho. As we learn from God's word in the book of John, we pray that his word would be received and would bear fruit in your life. I know uh, that many of you, and, and some of you might be struggling, you might think that this is, this is a bit childish. Like, where's the, where's the meat and potatoes that I want to get? And our goal is not to make you entirely uncomfortable, although I would hope you'd have some um, push on you. As if, even if you're sitting here going, man, I, I, uh, I feel like I came for something greater than this. I want to challenge you to not make the same mistake that many smart and religious and even Jesus' disciples made while Jesus was here. Mark 10, 13 through 16 says this. As they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, the disciples rebuked him, rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant. He was angry and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them for, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. We value the communion that is Sunday time. Kids, listen to this. This is important, okay? We know that today will be a little bit more chaotic, and that's okay. We believe that Sundays are a time for us to go vertical with, with Scripture to understand who Jesus is in our lives and how to take it from here on out. We also um, believe in age-specific classes. We do believe in those. We think there's a value. And one of the big lies that the church tends to think is that it has to be one or the other, and we believe that it can be both and. When we see the scriptures and when we see, when we think of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is, is every nation, every tribe, every tongue, every age, and it's not a segregated thing. And so what we want to do on Sundays like this that we call family services, make you adults a little uncomfortable, but also help us to be reminded of what childlike faith looks like, something that our kids' classes get to do on a regular basis. We, um, we know um, that it's going to be noisier, and that's okay. We wanna, I want to encourage you. We're going to go into a set of music real quickly. I want to encourage you with this. If you're here today and you don't have any kids, I want to encourage you to get up, change seats, and go sit with someone that has kids. Partake in being the family of God together. I know that's awkward. You're like, but what if they don't like me? That's okay. There's lots of people we don't like in the kingdom of God, but we're all together anyways. Like, that's how it works. We, um, if you are a parent here today and you bring your kids in here today, or every week, just sit quietly for 35, and I'll be honest, sometimes 45 minutes, depending on my long-windedness, right? That's not what today is supposed to be. Today is a day for us to work together. If you are a parent and you drop your kids off for the, the kids' classes in Shelby and all the wonderful things they're doing to teach them, and either of those parents don't spend any time teaching the gospel to their kids outside of this hour of services, we're doing a massive disservice to our children. Discipleship is a command of all of us. And parents, you have the, the, to, the command to train your children up in a way that they should go so that when they're old, they may not depart from it. And as a church, we do this together. So today is on purpose. At the end of the day, we want you to help you parents fulfill your biblical commands as parents to the kids that God has entrusted you. But we also want to help you church. That's all of you, singles, those that can never have kids or will never have kids, those that have had kids and they're long gone and you're enjoying the, the freedom of, of grandparenting. 
Those of you that um, maybe thinking about families is a really big struggle because of, of personal choices or struggles that you may have or, or, or the situations that have seen in your life. We want us to be a church that is, is together. And so I want to encourage you guys to spend some time together. We're going to teach, and my hope would be that the Spirit would allow us all to learn from God's Word today, regardless of our age. And that's going to require, listen to me really quick, that's going to require everyone over the age of 18. Actually, let's see, there's some high school students here that are kind of like, this is so below me. Okay, that's probably what they say. Anyone that's over the age of 15, it's going to require that you enter into this with other families. And so I would encourage you, as we get into the first set of worship here and we sing and I'll come up, we're going to break this up. If your kids are a little noisy, that's okay. If they want to move, that's okay. But let's figure out how to be the church together. And, and at the end of this, my hope would be that you would leave encouraged and challenged by the word of God, excited to be a more intricate part in the life of someone else in this church community that God has knitted you together as a family as we, as we try and bring much glory to our God and King, Jesus Christ, through the way we live and serve and do life together. So let's, if you can and you're able, stand and worship. And as you're standing, maybe look and go, can I join you? And, and if someone's like, please don't, because they're a little nervous, like that's okay. But like, let's try and break that awkwardness. I think after the last two years, we don't know how to interact with each other. So let's just, let's get together with people that don't look exactly the same as you or might be smaller than you because of the age. And let's connect with each other and try and get together. Thank you. So we're going to talk about the Bible. So when we, when we study and read the Bible, it's before it, what comes after it, and, and, then, and then putting that not only into the context of this letter that's written to the, the, the specific church or, the, or for us in this time, but also in the context of the entire Bible, because there's a story that God is writing, that is, he is writing, he is telling in our lives to bring us further forward. So the scripture today is, is John chapter 17, verses 9 through 19, but we're only going to really focus in on a few verses at the end, but I wanted to real quickly talk about why. If we're taking context, in John 9 through 14, if you go back and read it later, 9 through 14, Jesus is praying for his disciples, but he's praying for things that he's already taught them. He says he's praying for them to be glorified, Jesus to be glorified in the disciples. We just talked about that in one through five. He's talking about how Jesus is coming to the Father. That was also talked about in 17, one through five. And then he said he's kept them all secure. We talked about that all the way back in chapter 13 of John. And that they will have, they will have Jesus's joy. The disciples will have Jesus's joy. So he's praying for his disciples to have these things. And that joy was talked in John chapter 15, verse 19. And then he, or 1511, and then he also talks about how the world is going to hate those who are in Christ. And we talked about that back in 15, verse 19. So if you want to, with your parents, you can go back and read that and look at what this kind of is talking about. But ultimately, that comes to the scripture that, that Ava read for us today is this idea that um, we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. So uh, John 17, 16 says this, speaking of his disciples in his prayer to God, Jesus is saying this, he says, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. So what, what is he talking about? How we can see this today is those of us that have surrendered our life to Jesus as Lord and Savior, that have, that have said that he is our king, that we now live for the purpose of that king, so even though we need to have a home here and we go to school here and we have friends here and we, we work here, all of those things now go through the lens of 
we actually aren't meant to be of this world. And so I didn't have a globe that was metal. So forgive me for this. Um, this, is my, this is my picture of the world, a Folgers can of coffee, okay? Just in case you're wondering, the world is not, is not this shape. It's round, I think. Unless there's any flat earthers in here. There might be here. Those, but, but either way, this is, this, is the, this is the world, okay? And these little magnets sticking on here are people that are, that are in the world, that are of the world. And what we see in Scripture is that Jesus says after this, in verse, um, in verse 18, he says, as you sent me into the world, as, as God the Father has sent Jesus into the world, we celebrated that when? When did we just celebrate Jesus coming to the world? What was it? Say it loud. Come on, anyone. Adults or kids, it's fine. Christmas, that's right. The, the, the incarnation, the birth of Jesus. So God sent Jesus into the world as not of the world, but into the world. Now Jesus says, I'm sending you into the world, which is a little weird because aren't we, aren't we already on this Folgers can? Like, are, are any of you not living in this world right now? No, you're all here. You're all here. So what, what has to happen then is there's some transition, some, something that happens that, that those individuals, these individual people get out of the world but are still in the world. And that's the picture that Jesus is, is giving us here. In verse 18, again, he says, I sent, you sent me into the world, now I'm sending them into the world. So what he's saying is those who follow Jesus have a different nature. We're made up totally different. We don't fit into this world. Have you guys ever heard the term aliens? All right, aliens to us, make we picture people that like little green guys flying above the, the Folgers can, our world, right? The way that the word alien is used in scripture is it's someone who does not have rights or have a home. And what Jesus says, he says, we are now, those who are in Christ are now aliens of the world, meaning we're here we live here, but what are we doing here, right? Clear as mud, right? Is that clear? Has everyone got that? If you're under the age of three, nod if you're keeping up with me. It's a really hard dynamic. I'm not going to lie to try and connect with the three-year-olds and the seasoned ones. I won't say the ages of those in here. <laughs> We're going to get there in a second. Jesus uses this word that I want to define real quickly for you guys. He uses this word in, in verse 17, 17. He says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is the truth. So he says, look, your, your Bible, the word, the, the, the completed work of, of scripture we have, Jesus now is saying sanctify. Now this word sanctify is, is both a relational sanctification and also a, a moral one. So we see this idea of of being there, but what does really sanctify mean? Anyone want to take a stab at what sanctify means? Adults or kids? What set up set apart? That's the exact answer. Thank you, Ryan from the back row. No, it wasn't you. Someone else said it over there. Okay, Kevin, thank you. Sorry, Ryan. I still thank you for being here. Um, yeah, to be set apart for God's special pleasure and use. It means to be holy, and holy is another word to say that we are set apart from the world. That means that we are in the world, but not of the world. So we're not stuck to this Folgers can. We can move freely because we have a new king, a new Lord. So sanctify means to be set apart. But here the way Jesus is saying it, because he says real quickly, he says, sanctify them. 
in the truth, your word is a truth, John 17, 17. And then he says in 17, 19, he says this, and for their sake, I consecrate. Now that's just another way to say, sanctify, set apart myself, that they may also be sanctified in truth. Now Jesus isn't saying that he isn't fully sanctified. What he's saying is that the set apartness for Jesus is completed on the cross. The purpose that God has for Jesus is completed when he goes to the cross to die for the sins of the world. This is what it means. I need, um, I need some volunteers, kids or adults, please. Don't all jump up at once. Hudson, you can come on up here. Yep. Jaya, come on up here. Come on. Okay, great. Jordan, thanks for volunteering. Come on up. Thanks. Um, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Shelby, thank you for volunteering as well as one of our kids' ministry people. That's perfect. Okay. Hudson, Jaya, Shelby. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. Have you guys ever played with, with magnets before? Okay, these are really strong. Okay? So when magnets, you put them together, they want to go a specific way, right? Oh, you guys are going to hang up out here? Perfect. Thank you. Yep, that's great. Okay. But when they're separate, they can't, they can't work, okay? So here's what I want to do. Who do you think of all the people up here is the strongest person? Hudson. Hudson. I agree. Okay. Hudson, can you make these magnets stick together this way? No, no. Come on. Uh, uh, no. Okay. Try it. Uh, it's hard, huh? It doesn't want, oh, it went that way. But what did you do? What did you have to do to make it stick? Nothing? Well, I think something happened, Gideon. It's good, though. Hang on, Hudson. Let me try it here. Okay, Gideon. Let's real quickly try this. You want to try this? Can you put these magnets together? This is important. Everyone paying attention? Okay. Maybe. Oh. Uh, 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 stay. Are they staying? They're not staying flat. Uh, can you get them? Yeah. Are you sure? You're almost there. Oh, it's, see, it's not perfect. It's close. It's close. It's close. Uh, you can't do it. Do you think maybe your dad, who's really strong, can do it? Let's see. Let's see. Jordan, can you make... We, we believe in your strength, Jordan. <laughs> they won't stay, will they? It just won't go. It just won't go. Okay, perfect. Now, I need all of you, since you're all up here, why don't you three go with Shelby over here? Okay, stand with Shelby over here. And then Hudson, you, yep, go over here with Shelby. Stand over here, yep, Piper right there, yep. And then you two, you go over here with Jaya and Jordan, okay? Stand over here, all the way off the stage over there. Okay, right in front of there. Okay, so the only way these magnets worked was they won't stay together. I can try all day long. They won't stay together, but if I flip them, they work. Okay, now who here, now I did not ask your parents for permission, so what I'm about to give you, you must first talk to your parents to see if it's even okay for you to have it, okay? But I have these things called Jolly Ranchers. They're the Lord's gift of sugar, okay? So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to see that. Do you guys, would you want this Jolly Rancher? Okay, but turn around and face that wall. Everyone turn around and face that wall. You do the same thing. Okay, now you can only walk straight and forward to get the Jolly Rancher. Go. Straight and forward to get the Jolly Rancher. Go. Okay, is, this, is that working? Okay, what do you think, Jaya, needs to happen for you to come and get this Jolly Rancher? You need to turn around. That's right. Do you agree with that, Piper? Do you need to turn around to get it? Okay, well, why don't you guys turn around and slowly walk back, and let's see if you guys can get Jolly Ranchers. Okay? Good. Good. I think it is. Now, you're not allowed to put these in your mouth without your parents' permission. Okay? 
Okay, so what did we see? Wait, wait, don't walk away yet. You can't leave. Yeah, you get one too. Jordan and, and Shelby, you guys get one as well. I know you want one. Yeah. Okay, so wait. No, wait, hang on. Hang on real quickly. What, what was similar to the magnets, Ben, and the Jolly Rancher? What needed to happen for it to work? Turning. We needed to flip. Okay, so what do you think would cause a magnet to not work or to, to, to get off of this, this can? What is this can, real quickly? Anyone remember this? The world. That's right. So how does a magnet get off the world? By turning around. Oops. Well, and not falling to another one. Oh, that's another story. But you get what I'm saying. Flipping. <laughs> Pretend it worked, okay? It's a visual aid. Okay, perfect. You guys can go sit. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. So what did these things do? Does anyone know a word in the Bible that has the meaning of turn? Say it loud. Repent. That's right. Repent means to turn. Actually, it's, a, it's an interesting Greek word. There's, it's two parts. Meta is like the prefix that, regular, that means like movement or change. It, it's, it's this interesting part, but neo refers to the mind, its thoughts, its perceptions, its dispositions, and purposes. So it means to change your mind, your disposition, your purposes, and everything. So it takes turning from the things that you want. Now, I'm not going to go and say that Jolly Ranchers are evil, but could you live on only Jolly Ranchers forever and be okay? No, some, some people are nodding their heads, mostly college students, because they're like, that's my life, right? But like, but this is, this is how this works. This is what this means. It means to turn. So what I want you guys to do, we're going to sing a song again, because I don't want to talk too long, because I can get really boring over time, right? Nod your head. It's okay. It's okay. Yep. Thank you. The kids are like, yeah, Totally. What we're going to do is we're going to try and see why would God have us repent and turn? Why do we see this desire for us to be in the world, but not of the world? And we're going to talk about hopefully both of those landing with us having a purpose for today. Is everyone okay with that? Okay, now, some of you did a really good job, and I'm not going to call you out, but I know because I was paying attention, of moving seats and finding families to be with. The, the purpose is not to just stand awkwardly next to them but to like enter into life with them. So I'm going to give you guys another chance to do that. If you're like, okay, fine, I'll do it this time. But the other thing I noticed, hey kids, when you guys sing in the kids' classrooms, are you standing like this? Jesus is my Lord. Like, is that what you guys are doing when you're singing? Is that what happens? No, no, it doesn't at all, right? Like you're like, no, what are you usually doing when you're singing in there? What are you doing? Show me. What are you doing, Ava? Come on, just show me right in your seat. Are you standing still? Are you dancing? Are you... Are you moving a little bit? I watched a few adults do the like the, I don't want to be too charismatic, like just move a leg kind of move, okay? But I'm telling you right now, if we're going to sing to this great God who has given us life, I feel like it means that we shouldn't not, I understand some introverts are like, they're going into cognitive dissonance right now. So that's okay. You're safe. You don't have to be crazy. I'm thinking of you, Jeremy, in the back. I'm not going to make you do anything, okay? But like, but either way, what I'm saying is, Maybe, just maybe, let your body show the joy that you have in the Lord as you're singing these words to Him. Can we just try? Okay, let's stand and sing if you can. Thank you. So I'll admit that wasn't the best transition to the fastest songs, but we got some other ones coming. We'll get some more dancing going. I'm sorry. You'll learn something about me. I actually don't know lyrics to any song, and it's a true story. I, my mind does not work that way. You are welcome to sit or stand if you want to. Um, we're going to do something. That every Sunday, kids, every Sunday, adults are like, oh, 
we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end this pretty soon, okay? Like we're gonna we're gonna end this. But before we do, um, I want to make sure that you guys are all listening. Is everyone listening? If you're listening to me, clap once. <laughs> it works every time. I love it. Nice work. I like the ones that clap later because it's like, oh wait, was I? Yeah, good. Okay, so we established that the the magnets and to get the Jolly Rancher, there takes a turning. Why is that important? Well, for us to follow Jesus, for us to say that we are his, to, to claim the name Christian, it takes us repenting from who we are apart from him. And so what that means is it, it's a turning from who we are. So it's, a, it's an active choice as an individual to say that I choose not to follow the ways of this world. I want to follow the Lord by the Holy Spirit drawing us to the Lord, it's a giving our repentance to Him. It's a, it's a turning from the world and living our life this way. Um, also, we have some oranges and applesauces back there for any kids, and let, who am I kidding, any young adults that are only on coffee so far this morning. So, so we have that back there. If you want some, you're welcome to grab that at any, any moment. So it takes a turning. So it takes, a, it takes the Lord drawing me to Him, Gideon. The Lord drawing me to Him. And then it takes me seeing that apart from Him, I can do no good. It, it means that I have to choose, or I have to, I have to lay my life down to his work in me so that I may be saved and call, be called a Christian. So then I spend the rest of my life remembering that I'm a follower of Jesus that needs to turn from the Jolly Ranchers. Now, these are good, but you get what I'm saying here. Like the idea of, of anything that is apart from God's kingdom, I'm going to make that, as a follower of Jesus, I'm going to make that choice to, to, to repent anytime I sin and do those things. So, why is this important? Because Jesus says in John 17, 11, he says, and I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world and I'm coming to you. So he's speaking to God. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. Now we're going to talk a lot about that oneness next week, but this is what Jesus is praying for. Now this is important. Instead of being left on my own in this world and being, being stuck by, as a slave to the world and doing only the things that a sinful person would do, as someone that has been drawn by the Lord, surrender my life to him and, in salvation, I now become in the world, but not of the world. But you know, who am I, now who am I of? Christ. Who else is of Christ? Rest. Jesus said, but who, so am I, I'm of Christ, is it Kyle? Are you of Christ? That's right. So, so Al, are you of Christ? Yes. So, what does that mean? That means that we. This hurts. Oh gosh. Okay. That means. Ah, sometimes people run from you. That's going to happen. That was not the way it was supposed to happen. Sorry. It's visual. That means that ultimately we become one. And as one now, we operate in this world as one with a purpose. And this is the reason why Jesus doesn't send us out of the world. Does anyone have an idea? Mary, why does Jesus not send us out of the world? Sorry, why does he not take us out of the world? Why? To make disciples, yes. And so would a part of making disciples be sharing the truth of God's word to those that don't know him yet? Would that be a part of that process? And so now as believers, we work at showing the world who Jesus is. And, and God in his grace has given us the opportunity to do that. So then as we move slowly, and I turn this the right way because I have to repent, right? We pull people from the world and they become one with us. And so now we are, 
of getting stronger as we grow together. And then as every individual person that follows the Lord serves with the gifts that he's given them, we can continue to proclaim his goodness. So Jesus says it this way. He says, I do not, 17, 15, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. So he's saying, look, I'm not even going to ask the Lord in prayer to take you out of the world, but to keep you from evil so that you can do what? Matthew 5, 16, and this is important. Did everyone get handed a glow stick on the way in? Okay, if you have a glow stick, put it up in the air. That's probably what we should have done for the last song, right? Like, sorry, anyways. Um, Not yet, not yet, not all the way yet, Kelsey. I'll tell you in a second, but close, okay? So in the same way, Matthew 5, 16 says this, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Who remembers what song we sing at the very beginning of the service today? This little light of mine. Okay, what is this light? Yes, Jesus, that's right. In fact, Jesus says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not, what, walk in darkness, but will have a light. Do you have a light? Um, um, excuse me. Yeah. He can I know, isn't that awesome? His light is in his hair. I love it. Absolutely, yep, exactly. So we have it, but do you have a light? holding it. Okay, well, sit down, and we're going to use it for just a second, okay? That's good. So we all have a light, but this light is not ours. It's Jesus in us. It's important. I gave you these glow sticks. Kids, you can take them home, but the light, and adults, you can take them home too. I know some of you are like, oh, cool, good. Yeah, yeah. This light is Jesus, John 8, 12. He is the light of the world. And so why doesn't he take us out of the world? Well, because as we turn to follow him as we repent and follow the Lord in faithfulness by his spirit, by his strength, we walk as light of this world to show others who Jesus is. And here's what happens. Watch this. This will be really cool. When you are, as a body of believers, as your body of believers, we can start affecting other people in the world. The world will run from our light. The world will run from us. It doesn't want to be a part of us. But as we continue to love the way God loves, people repent and come to know Jesus. And the light gets stronger and stronger as a body of believers. Kids, hear this really quickly. This is important. Gideon, listen to everyone. This is why it's so important for your families to have other believers around them. Because the, the, the bigger this gets, the stronger we are in the Lord. Now, God's strength is is limitless. But my ability to run from sin, my ability to flee from temptation is strengthened when I have other believers around me calling me to do the same as they are doing as they follow the Lord. So this is what repentance is. It's turning from the sinfulness in our life and being on mission as believers to follow the Lord. So we are to be used as a set-apart vessel as a sanctified, as a holy vessel for the Lord's purposes to share the gospel to our friends and family members and co-workers and classmates. What's the gospel? The good news. What's the good news? Al, Alan, what's the good news? Say it loud. Say it loud so everyone can hear it. That's the good news that we get to share. Alan, that brings us peace, hope, and joy in a really dark world, right? But what's great about being in the world as a follower of Jesus. What's great about being in this dark world as a follower of Jesus? Kelsey, you can go ahead and do that now. It's going to get scary for a second. 
What's great about, yes, you're already doing it. Look around. In a dark world, what do we have? We have the light of Jesus. Okay, so everyone put your hands down real quick. This will be fun. Everyone put your hands down with the lights. Okay, just this side over here, put the light of Jesus up. Okay, well, there's a lot of you that didn't put the light of Jesus up. Either you don't have it yet, which the prayer room is available for you to know Jesus, okay? Or you just are like, I am not doing this. You're crossing your arms. No one can see your faces. It's okay. Okay, put yours down. This side of the room, put your light of Jesus up. Okay, now wait, wait, hang on a second. Have you guys ever seen, keep your light up, Jesus up over here. You can like bend your elbows if you need to. Have you guys ever seen bugs at night around light? What do they do? They travel to it, right? This dark world is searching for hope. The people that you're, you know, the, the grandparents, the, the uncles, your coworkers, your classmates that don't know Jesus, they will see the light of Jesus in this dark world because it stands out. And Jesus doesn't take us out of the world. He sets us apart to be in the world so that we can show this dark world what light looks like. Okay, everyone put your light up together. Let's put it up together. I want a, I want a world full of Jesus' life. Do you, guys, do you get light in life? Do you guys want that? I want, I want every one of your neighbors and family members to see the hope of Jesus in your life. Do you want that? Do you want your coworkers and your friends to have hope in Jesus? Well, guess what? It's not a little glow stick. It's the Holy Spirit living in us for those who have repented of their sinfulness to follow Jesus for a life of servitude to our King. That's what this light is. Okay, Kelsey, you can bring those lights back up in case anyone's like scared of the dark. There's a couple things we're gonna do as a church that I'm gonna challenge you guys and we're almost done here, okay? A couple things we're gonna do. The first thing is on your way out, Shelby has spent time putting together discussion questions. And I should have had one up here, but I don't. So you'll just have to pretend I have one, okay? And it has two magnets on it. And it's holding, it's holding some discussion questions. This is not just for kids. Thank you, Kevin. This is not just for kids. There are questions and discussion that if you have roommates and you're in college, I want you to talk about this stuff. If you're sitting at home, I want you to find a community of people to do this with. But on there, Shelby printed out this little little card. And what our hope was, I don't even know if fridges take magnets anymore, but somewhere in your house they can take a magnet. Our hope would be is, who will we be praying for? Who do we believe that God wants us to share the light of Jesus with? And I want you as families, as roommates, as gospel communities to put names down, and I want you to faithfully put it somewhere that you will see it. If you need to tape it in your bathroom mirror, then do that. Somewhere that you will see it, that every day you will pray, God, give me the ability to show the hope and the light of Jesus to these people today so that they can repent. Oh, world's empty. There we go, good. And they can repent and be a part, be one with us in Jesus. And so that's what we're gonna do. So these are gonna be handed to you on the way out, one per household is kind of what we're hoping. Um, yeah, these magnets are really strong. Second thing we're gonna do is communion. Um, communion, and this is, listen up. Have you guys ever seen the juice and the crackers and everything that we do here? Communion is, is what sets us apart it's us believing that Jesus did the things that he did. It's us understanding that we need him to be deemed righteous and set apart in this world. We are not going to take communion today. But what we're going to do is we're going to give you a week to make sure that you can take it in a worthy manner next week. And so I want you to talk to your families, talk to your roommates. Part of the ways that we can take it in an unworthy manner is by not even knowing Jesus. To not know Jesus and to proclaim his death over us is, is kind of a weird thing to do, right? 
Another way that we can do it is if we as followers of Jesus have unrepentant, unturned from sins that haven't been repented, that haven't been called to light and asked for forgiveness from our Lord. Another way that we can do it is by divisiveness within the body. If there are people in the body of Christ that you have not done as far as it depends on you to be at peace with them, that's another way to take it in an unworthy way. So we're going to ask you to spend this week praying for God to help you to take it in a worthy manner next week, and we'll celebrate in doing it around a text that's literally that we are one as the Father and Jesus are one. How beautiful is that? And so that's what we're going to do in communion. And so as we leave today, we have a couple more things, right? We have, you have you guys, you coming up. Okay, yep, so come on up. I'm going to pray for us. Now, everything I said before the last two songs really applies to this song, okay? So like last time it was kind of the swaying glow sticks. That's okay. You guys did well. You did well. This song, especially with the banjo, is really fun to move to. So I give you permission to kind of let loose. We're going to do a couple more things, and then we're going to leave. Please, please, please hear me on this. Please, please, please. Do not let the conversation stop here. Carry on the conversation. I hope that you will be burdened for those who are walking in darkness this week. I hope that you'd be reminded that no matter how old you are, Ava, at your age, as someone who has been saved by Jesus... He has sent you in this world to show the light of Jesus. And every single one of us would leave with that fresh vision in our hearts that we have a purpose to do this with. And so one of these per household afterwards, we're going to sing a song and we've got a couple other things, but yep, announcements, that's right. We've got a couple other things, but we're going to finish. Orange is back there. Get ready to dance. Let me pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for um, not uh, needing us to be creative but just letting your word fall where it falls. I know that there are children in here that have not professed faith in you, but they are experiencing your gospel by the way that the parents and the families around them live. And so God, I pray, I pray that you would bring all your children home. I pray that you draw all of them. I pray you'd save all that you have created for good works beforehand, before the time began. God, we love you and we pray that as we sing as we worship, as we walk, as we, as we carry around the light of Jesus, God, we pray that we would not hide it under a bushel. We pray that we would not be afraid of how it might come across to someone, but instead by, your, your, by the power of your spirit, would walk boldly proclaiming the joyfulness that is your kingdom. So God, we ask, we ask that you would build your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. Please visit revolution22.org to find out more information about our church. We remind you to continue to value community. We pray that God's word has drawn you closer to him and that you may continue to love God and love others.